Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. Hope you're all doing well. I thought I would give you a bit of a preview of some of the upcoming episodes before diving into today's interview. We have one coming up with Renette Senum. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. She's the former mayor of Nevada City who started Save Our Skies. Really looking forward to that conversation this week. And I have another Bitcoin episode coming your, your way with our friend Connor Dent. And th- these Bitcoin episodes, I think, are going to get more and more important, particularly when you juxtapose them next to the central bank digital currencies that they're planning on rolling out. And drumroll, please, I'm going to be putting together an episode on the secret space program. Yep, it's time, base campers. Also, I'm putting together a couple shorter episodes set to a particular song or musician and how some of these can activate our mythic imagination. This is a new sort of episode for me, and I'm curious to see what you think of it. Uh, I will share more of this as we roll out that first one. And I'm on the hunt for good guests around the natural law episode I put out a couple weeks ago. I feel like this is a really important topic, and I'm looking forward to learning along with all of you and sharing what we find out. Today, we have an interview with wisdom teacher Sophie McLean. We talk about all sorts of issues around the human condition, and Sophie is an excellent guide to living with passion, purpose, and inspiration. Enjoy the interview. My guest today is wisdom teacher Sophie McLean. Sophie has spent decades leading transformational seminars to over 80,000 people around the world, people of all ethnicities, ages, religious, and social backgrounds. And her seminar topics span both the human and metaphysical dimensions and touch on such topics such as deconstructing the ego, consciousness, the nature of fear, relationships, the dynamics of the feminine and the masculine, and how to make a difference in the world. Here is my interview with Sophie McLean. All right. I am here with Sophie McLean, author, thought leader, transformational coach, Sophie McLean. Sophie, welcome back to Basecamp for Men. It is great to have you back on the show. Tony, I have been so looking forward to come back. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, you wrote a book, another book, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic, called Awakening All Sleepwalkers. Um, I love the title and the content. Um, congratulations. How long did it take you to write that? Uh, 30 years, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a funny story, Tony. I I was writing another book that was a bit more hefty, if you want. And Mm. then two people said to me, you know, um, with what is going on in the world, you need to write a guide. So I stopped everything and I had this moment of total um, selflessness where I chose to put everything I learned over the past 35 years in mm. a guide. And I did that in five months. Wow. So it's 35 years and five months. That's great. Well, it's fantastic. And it's it's evident as I read it that it really is meant to be used as a guide because you've got areas to write. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's set up for for someone to either walk through a program with you, walk through their own process, but it's just really beautifully laid out. Um, What is a sleepwalker to start with? Oh, very good. Right. Let's just get in straight away. All right. So, Tony, a sleepwalker, that is what I call someone 
that doesn't have awareness, right? So um, people have many names for it. But inside of my experience with so many students, every single person that incarnates on earth goes through very early on in in life um, an incident where they forget who they really are. Mm. And, um, you know, the game of life has rules, right? You have to accept total uncertainty. You have no control whatsoever. You don't know where you come from. You don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Right? The moment you forget who you really are, those are the rules of surviving. And Mm -hmm. once you enter that world of surviving, you do function and you can even function well, but you function well at surviving, having forgotten who you are. So that's the state of sleepwalking. Ah, I see. You know, you 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 frame the ego. Uh, I don't want to say ego problem. It's just the the structure of the ego. And you 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 talk about moving from automatic ego to conscious ego. And you know, you hear a lot of people, teachers talk about transcending the ego, which makes it sound like you're moving away from the ego. And I know that from personal experience and you know i've done i've done a lot of different things in men's groups and stuff like that and there there's this notion or this this saying to right size the ego which i always kind of liked that because right size the ego makes it sound like you're not coming from in in the way that you phrase it automatic ego and mm-hmm. we and we all know kind of from experience when yourself or the person that you're you're talking with or whatever it, situations can become kind of heavy with ego, you know, where somebody's really being positional or is really trying to look good or avoid looking bad, whatever, whatever the case may be. And you may, may or not be aware that you're doing it. Um, but there's a sense of sort of being lighter when you're doing your work in the, in this area, but what is your take on it? And it's the first time I really saw that there was a distinction between automatic ego and conscious ego. So I wanted to give you a chance to talk about the distinction in relation to kind of what I just said, or just because I, I, I've seen quite a bit of stuff where people say almost like the ego's bad and ego must be transcended and then you can live blissfully. But that seems really oversimplified and doesn't really quite uh, meet the rubber, you know, where the rubber meets the road. It doesn't quite, uh, uh, it's not quite honest, I guess I'll say. <laughs> so no, yeah. No. yeah. The, the problem, Tony, is that people don't know what the ego is. And, mm. and, uh, so transcend it, transform it, uh, let it go. If you don't know what it is, you have absolutely no access mm. to do, to, to let it go. Right. So the ego, most people think that the ego is being a jerk, obnoxious, positional, dominating, angry, dictatorial, but that's, that's some ego, but that is not what the ego is. The ego is everything you identify with that is not who you really are. So let you know people can identify with their body, their personality, their character, their thoughts, their emotions, their weight, their nationality, their age, their gender, their ethnicity, the color of their skin, their bank account, mm-hmm. uh, their job, you know, their opinion, their judgment. 
And if you identify with those thinking that's who you are, that is the ego. Mm. Right? Mm. So inside of those identification, there are some people that are obnoxious and that, but someone, for example, that is nice, 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 is a people pleaser, says yes to everything and ends up resenting people for taking advantage of them while they're calling for that because they are a people pleaser and they don't know who they are. That is an ego. And mm-hmm. right? so um, the there is a French mystic called Pierre Teilhard de Chardin who said, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. So you don't have a soul. You are your soul. You have a human. Yeah. Right? Yep. So the moment that is called being awakened, when you realize you are not your human, you're not your thoughts, you're not your character, you're not your job title, you're not your age, you're not your body, and you have an experience of who you really are, meaning your soul, mm-hmm. then you are awakened. And then the rest of your life is about fulfilling on your soul intention through your human. And th- for that, you need to create a conscious ego. Because your human then serves your soul. Mm. And um, we do need an ego to go through this world, except if you're going to be a monk or a nun or a mystic on the hill of the Himalaya and not see anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do need an ego. But there is an enormous difference between an unconscious ego and a conscious ego. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I call myself a wisdom teacher. You know, I wasn't born a wisdom teacher. I'm not really a wisdom teacher. That is the conscious ego I have created. Like uh, another word for it would be archetype. Mm-hmm. Because it allows me to fulfill on my soul intention in incarnating. Got it. So that's that's the distinction. And conscious ego, you've done enough. A person has done the work to be aware of the soul's mission or the life purpose and align align your identities with that, knowing that th- those could also change over time as they often do. Um, or, or, yeah, or, I- or, or is the conscious ego really um, the soul's purpose is the soul's purpose. And once you find that, it really guides you the rest of the way. Tony, everybody's agonizing about their soul purpose, right? Yeah. It's a, The purpose is the same for everybody. It's to mm. remember who you really are. Mm. This is the school of life. You know, it's a very tough school. It's a high-level school. But truly, it, the purpose of the incarnation is to remember who you really are and, mm. and operate inside of the space of love. The, the, I, I wouldn't go more complicated than that. Yeah. Then. Once you have an experience of who you really are, then you can create a mission for yourself, right? So I'm a wisdom teacher and I uh, support people in remembering who they are, but I could have been a yoga teacher, I could have been a healer, I could have been, I don't know, whatever else that would have fulfilled on supporting people to remember who they really are. Mm-hmm. So your mission you choose. In my experience, and it's about hundred thousand people, <laughs> the purpose is the same for everybody. Remember who you really are. Have an experience. 
Yeah, wow. that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, and truthful. Um, you'd written, I wanted to bring up a couple things that I I noted from the book that I thought were interesting. You'd written, do not be a quote, do not be a prisoner of understanding, unquote. And I thought that was that was interesting. And also it, it, somebody could read that and it 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 sounds counterintuitive because we're we tend to seek understanding, including to the questions that we've just been talking about, like how do you find, how do you align with soul and stuff like that? So, what what did you mean by "do not be a prisoner of understanding"? How could that be a deter? Uh, you know, how could that be something that's not a positive thing or something that maybe you have to have awareness of? It's because people identify with their knowledge, right? So I make a difference between intellect. Intellect, it is on the human level. You can develop your intellect. You can learn a lot. You can know a lot. And intelligence, which is to be aligned with your soul and co-creating with the universe. So if you make a difference between intellect and intelligence, you will see that it's in two different worlds. And if you identify with what you know, you are trapped into the sleepwalker world. Mm. Because the truth is, and Socrates was so right when he said it, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. Mm. We don't even know how to walk. You know, I had a neurosurgeon once who said to me, I exactly know how to walk. So all I had to do was ask him, Many times, how do you do that, right? I send impulse through my neurons to my muscle and they contract. I said, great, how do you do that? And, you know, comes a place where the person has to say, I don't know. I We don't know how we beat our heart. We don't know how we manage to turn food into energy. We don't know where we come from. We don't know where we're going. We know nothing. Mm -hmm. So knowledge is very useful. I know how to drive. I know how to speak English. I I know. But as far as the quality of my life and my connection to my soul, it doesn't help in the slightest. The, The alignment with your soul is an experience that is... Um, like a gift and language is very limited to describe it. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, let's go a bit a get a bit further into it. Um, you, you wrote also that to quote never draw conclusions, seek solutions, or focus on answers unquote. And it's a little bit more kind of the same concept, but um, I guess like for. There's a lot of people that like I feel like I find solutions all the time, but maybe maybe you can help me um reframe that because, like, for instance, uh, you know, a couple years ago, I was looking for solutions to my health, right? i was I was seeking better. I wanted to optimize my health. So it seemed like i'm I'm looking for answers and 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 solutions, right? I'm and, you know, after, talking to some different, you know, naturopathic doctors and stuff, I I zeroed in on, oh, you know, I'm not really exercising enough. I kind of have this unconscious sweet tooth. So I'm kind of putting a bunch of garbage into my system that's not necessary. and It's not optimizing anything. So if I, if I focus on these, you know, what I ended up coming up with is like, 
exercise more like you mean it and focus on foods that are anti-inflammatory. So I did those things and it really made a huge difference. So to me, it, it would, uh, uh, reaffirm that, that, that I was looking for a solution and I found it, um, and I integrated it, but had I not be, you know, would, is that not what, from your perspective, that's not what really happened or, you know, <laughs> how, how, how do, how do I frame that? Cause I was looking like, I'm not feeling really my best. What, you know, what can I do? Which, well, you know what I mean? Which seems to me like I'm looking for a, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking for a solution to a particular problem that I'm noticing. Yes. But Tony, you're talking about the material world, right? You're talking yeah. about body you were not talking about your spirit or your soul or your mind even. correct correct you were talking yeah. in the material world if you want to look for solution go for it right yeah. but you know a solution will give rise to the next problem if you look at the systemic crisis right now that is global uh, people are looking to change it and fix it and looking for solutions mm -hmm. but the problem is that the system is not broken the system has been designed to produce exactly the result it is producing, right? So if you seek solution, and we have for many, many, many centuries, as you can see, it makes absolutely no difference. What needs to alter is the education of human being in consciousness and awareness. People need to awaken. Once they awaken, then they will create a new system. So the system is, you're saying the system is designed, you said it's designed, it's operating exactly as it's designed to do. Exactly. Which is to awaken the sleepwalkers, no. in a sense. No, 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 no. no. Look at the world what? we have. The world has a systemic crisis. The system is designed to dominate, yep. force, to have inequality, to have very rich people, very poor people, Correct. to have people dying of hunger, um, people that um, are frightened, confused, anxious. That is the system we have designed. Mm -hmm. And it's producing exactly the result it was designed for. It seems to me, and I, I don't know, like, to me, and you could you can refute this or say, no, that that's not the way it operates, or that's only in the material world. Although I would maybe push back on that a little bit as well. The system, I don't know how much uh, humanity has created the systems. I believe that it, it was created by the groups that are dominating. I would say what we have is a small globalist group that look to have sociopathic sort of characteristics and then you have humanity and humanity constantly gets pinned with look at what you've created but i i think we've you know we've had the systems imposed on us for longer than it's been generations and generations that these systems have been there and i think humanity is awakening i think there's a almost a clash of of consciousness right now where you have this emergence in the tribe um who are noticing the systems have been super corrupt on the material level um, and are using uh, the evolution of consciousness to start to say, wait, we before we couldn't even imagine other systems. Now, the mystics and the thought leaders and all these people are actually able to picture 
a world that works for everybody or a world that works for humanity. Because it, to your point earlier, the systems don't work well for the planet. They don't work well for humanity. But I don't I have pushed back and says we didn't OK any of this, really. This has been this has been handed down generations and generations, and it seems to be begging for a transformation that is internal and includes all the dimensions that you talked about, that it has to come from an alignment of soul. And then as we speak it into existence, then what gets created? But it's going to be something vastly different than what's what's sitting there now, right? Well... Yes and no, Tony, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing you say that it's them that created mm -hmm. the system, mm -hmm. that is the source of the systemic crisis, the them and us. Mm -hmm. right? This Because the entire universe is interrelated. There is no separateness except for the sleepwalker. And it is totally accepted culturally, nationally, internationally, that we are separate, there is them and us. That is a system and that is a cause of the sleepwalking. Mm. So to say it's them, that is the first uh, thing to transform, right? right? Then the other thing you said is, um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, the transformation uh, happening from the inside or yes uh, the yeah. transformation uh -huh. is always happening from the inside mm -hmm. on the spiritual path it's always a question of giving up giving up what giving up knowing giving up righteousness giving up your opinion your judgment your thoughts or at least giving up believing them yeah um and that is the internal world you know, Einstein said that our technology had surpassed our humanity. And that is the biggest breakdown. So the only thing to do is for humanity to catch up to our technology, which is quite extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And for that, that is the internal work. And that is what I call awakening. Mm -hmm. Until human beings get educated and awaken, nothing will be possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. What what would you where do you place? I think I know the answer, but I want to have you speak to it. You know, my life got a lot more clear uh and had more depth when I when I was able to create a mission that resonated with my higher self or my soul, as we've been talking about. Um is that an is that do you think the creation of a life purpose a soul purpose and and having it consciously stated to yourself is a really really important step or can people i i know a lot of people that have lived really dignified elevated lives my sense is they whether or not they created a purpose consciously they they knew intuitively that they were following something that was that was serving humanity or serving the greater good or some larger mission, whether or not they stated it. Now, you and I have both have stated missions because for me, I, I believe in the in the word and I feel like it helps to remind me. Uh, is is that an important step in 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 
transformation to be able to grab a mission and really have it be something that uh, it not only resonates with you, but that is written down where you can state it in 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 words to the world or, or to yourself uh, wh what you're here for, what you're really about. It's it's not that it's important, Tony. It is a consequence of remembering who you really are. If you look at all the people that we admire, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Jesus Christ, Socrates, Buddha, right? They lived a life of service and contribution. That's what their entire life was about. They didn't start there. They first remembered who they really were. Mm -hmm. And once you remember who you really are, you really get what I was saying earlier is that there is no separate you. You heard a lot of mystics say, oh, I was one with a tree, I was one with a rock. But once you have the experience of that oneness, there is nothing else to do than serve and contribute. Because you know that until the last child on the planet has enough to eat, you are the one starving. Mm. Yeah. So service and contribution is a consequence of awakening. It doesn't take any effort. It is an impulse, irresistible impulse. It becomes a mission whichever way you want to express it. There is nothing else to do once you remember what who you really are. Mm. And it doesn't exclude all the luxury of the world and all the pleasure of the world. It's just that you cannot help but contributing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um what if people want to work with you like do you have programs what what have you got going on you're all the way over near barcelona so you're doing are you doing all your work online or mm -hmm. are you, do you have any do you have any groups there on the little island or is that not really that's no not... this is my sanctuary my ashram so i don't yeah. work with people on the island but yeah. i i work at night, mostly because I have a lot of students in the United States, mm -hmm. I I have been trying, Tony, to make my this awakening path available to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So I have private clients. Those are Fortune 500 CEOs, people that are up to a, a lot in life, uh, UN country directors. They do one-on-one -on -one with me. Mm -hmm. I have a mentorship program um, that people talk to me once a month or whatever, just to have a support. I also have group um, seminars, which are more affordable, very powerful, where people can come and go through the awakening in 10 sessions. You know, it doesn't take very long. I have self-guided program. I have four session seminars. I have my book. I lead free monthly mentoring call for anybody that wants to come and ask a question. I make myself available. I do a live on my private Facebook group once uh, uh, once a week. I uh, post little reels every day. It's called One Minute of Wisdom. Mm. So I am very busy. I yeah. I am offering my 35 years as a wisdom teacher to anybody that wants it. The problem is 
that people, I mean, I, I, frankly, I don't know how I would, I would be able to do more, but people have mastered being a sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. They're making it. They are trying to control life, which is so absurd because who can control the universe, right? Right. But they have developed a mastery at being a sleepwalker. So when I say to them, okay, you're going to stop and give up everything you've mastered for years and years and years and be a beginner again, or oh that yeah. is not good news. And unfortunately, Tony, a human being inside of being a sleepwalker are yearning to awaken only when they suffer. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening with the climate and the systemic crisis and the wars and the economy and is um, going to get worse until people wake up. But I also think that it's a very exciting time because we are so pushed to awaken that maybe we're living through the most exciting time in the evolution of humankind. Right. That's how I like to think of it. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. to think that we're right, we're right at the right at the nexus of what's happening. Um, well, as somebody who has been one of the hundred thousand people that you've led to, I can attest to the transformation that that happens in your space. I I, I highly recommend uh, uh, mentoring and studying with you. Where uh, what's the website? What's the hub for Sophie McLean? Where do they find you? Click on on your programs and find out more information. Where can they find you? It's very simple. Just go to sophiemclaanmyname.com and you are directed everywhere it's it's all inclusive all encompassing everything i offer is there beautiful well sophie thanks so much for coming on base camp and sharing your insight and your wisdom i so appreciate talking to you and everything you've got going on thanks for for sharing uh, uh your viewpoints and just like what's going on it was super helpful super elevating so thank you so much you're so welcome tony thank you for having me Well, I hope you enjoyed our time with Sophie McLean. To find her work, her book, and her programs, go to www.sophiemclean.com. Thank you, Base Campers, and we'll see you around the fire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Base Camp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Base Camp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.